Welcome to the World Beyond the Tale, the Page Day American Gods podcast. I'm your host, James, and today we're reading page 26. But I have these, she says, unknotting the yellow blouse freeing her breasts. So do a lot of guys these days. She stretches and smiles. Yes, she says. Now, come love me. He unbuttons his blue jeans and removes his olive t-shirt. She massages his white shoulders with her brown fingers. Then she turns him over and begins to make love to him with her hands and her fingers and her tongue. It seems to him that the lights in the red room have been dimmed, and the sole illumination comes from the candle which burns with a bright flame. What's your name? he asks her. Bilquis, she tells him, raising her head with a cue. A what? Never mind. He is gasping now. Let me fuck you, he says. I have to fuck you. Okay, hon, she says. We'll do it. But will you do something for me while you're doing it? Hey, he says, suddenly tetchy. I'm paying you, you know. She straddles him in one smooth movement, whispering, I know, honey, I know you're paying me, and I mean, look at you. I should be paying you, I'm so lucky. He purses his lips, trying to show that her hooker talk is having no effect on him. He can't be taken. That she's a street whore, for Christ's sakes, while he's practically a producer, and he knows all about last-minute rip-offs. But she doesn't ask for money. Instead, she says, Honey, while you're giving it to me, while you're pushing that big, hard thing inside of me, will you worship me? Will I what? She is rocking back and forth on him. The engorged head of his penis is being rubbed against the wet lips of her vulva. Will you call me goddess? Will you pray to me? Will you worship me with your body? He smiles. Is that what she wants? Sure, he says. We've all got our kinks at the end of the day. She reaches her hand between her legs and slips him inside her. And that's the page. And I apologize to any friends and family who never wanted to hear me say the word vulva before. So there's a lot of color on the page again. I I kind of have to wonder if Neil's commentating commentating wow i have to wonder if neil is doing commentary on race relations in the u.s by having a brown-skinned prostitute and a white-skinned john it's probably just no i'm probably just reading into it i will say though that i love that we're completely naked and getting into various bits of foreplay before the guy even considers to ask the woman her name her name is bill quiss and she shows up in the story one or two more times, I think. They've definitely made a bigger character out of her in the TV series, which is great because Yatide Bataki is amazing. But in the book itself, she's pretty tangential. So um, I guess I shouldn't talk too far ahead, but she is one of the old gods. And historically... There's there's a lot of conflicting information, but she was the queen of Sheba, a kingdom in what's now believed to be Yemen. In the Bible, she's featured in the first book of Kings, and the queen travels to meet King Solomon, and she arrives with lots of precious stones and spices. It's amazing. I, I forget that spices and salt used to be as valuable as jewels, and it's it's probably a sign I should read more history, but not today. 
in the um, in the rest of the story, she asks him some questions. They exchange gifts, um, and she returns to Sheba, unnamed in the original story. Wikipedia pointed me to a text from the 19th century called the Cyclopedia of Biblical, Theological, and Ecclesiastical Literature, and um, that book claims that the queen brought gold, frankincense, and myrrh as a reflection of the gifts originally given, not originally, eventually given to the Christ child. But I found a couple of PDFs of the book, and I couldn't find this information. So I'm going off Wikipedia on that one. It's definitely an interesting, it's definitely a common thing for biblical side stories or if, if other authors are writing biblical adjacent stories and poems the poet hd in her poem trilogy which is book length and amazing also uh i think it's frankincense it's been too long she references all three gifts i believe but pretty extensively uh frankincense if i remember right and i might not there's a Jewish text also referenced from Wikipedia from the, uh, let's see, about 800 CE, titled The Colloquy of the Queen of Shiva and King Solomon. Uh, within this text, the hoopoe bird informs Solomon that the queen is powerful in her own kingdom, so Solomon extends an invitation for her to visit. The best part, and best is in heavy, heavy quotes, is that uh, the queen arrives and sees Solomon sitting on a glass-floored room and believes the glass to be water and so lifts the hem of her dress to not get it wet. At this point, Solomon sees that her legs have hair on them and Solomon says, Thy beauty is the beauty befitting women, but thy hairs are the hairs befitting men. Hair on a man's body is comely, but uncomely on a woman's. And so he basically invents nair, and she bathes in it, and the hair falls off her legs, and they can finally come together as man and woman were meant to, in the penis and vagina sense. So... That's problematic and stupid. The end of the story has her asking several riddles, including the riddle of the Sphinx, which is just odd to me. The name Bilquis itself actually comes from the Quran and is generally understood to mean concubine after the Greek word palakis. In Ethiopian, the book of Aksum, She's known as Makeda, or Makeda, M-A-K-E-D-A. There's a lot of information about the Queen of Sheba, but in most sources she does not have a name. It's really only in the Quran that she gets a name. There's actually a lot more than I could probably get into, but I'm coming up on eight minutes, and I still have stuff to talk about. So definitely read up on Bilquis. There's a lot of historical and religious information out there and it's fascinating there's a word on the page that i was not familiar with again uh tetchy contextually it seems pretty clear but i didn't know the entire definition or the exact definition the exact definition is bad tempered or irritable i also love that the guy says he is practically a producer or was it practically yeah, practically a producer. 
I mean, the guy's a douche, but I guess we can debate whether or not he deserves what he has coming on tomorrow's episode. You can get in touch at theworldbeyondthetale at gmail.com and on Twitter at worldbeyondpod. I'd like to say a big thank you to Julian Granganach for his version of the St. James Infirmary Blues, which we use as our theme song. Thank you for listening. I'll be back tomorrow for another page. And remember, only the gods are real. <laughs>